0: TVOX podcasts, part four, mannerisms and use of language. Now we've covered on some of the more important aspects, but um, final thing that we'd really like to talk about in terms of male to female um, speech therapy is uh, mannerisms and uh, the use of language that uh, women tend to have um, versus men. Um, And particularly on the use of language, uh, it's something that when you analyse um, the kind of words that people tend to use, uh, men do tend to have um, a very technical vocabulary. Uh, They tend to go for much more technical, long-winded, mechanical words. And they tend to steer clear from... Sort of flowery, very descriptive, uh, almost excessively creative words. Um, that's not always the case. You know, that's not to say that you can never get a man to say the word flowery. Uh, it's you know, it's not true. But in terms of um, average word use, they would tend to you know say things. Um, you know they talk about alternators and isopropyl dimethyl ethanol um bromochlorodifluoromethane things like that you know cuz it's i really do hate playing to the stereotypes but men tend to be more technically minded um, you know that's the way the stereotypes are women on the other hand do tend to be they they're painting a picture with words um, it's like a painting with words, um, and you're being uh, very descriptive, um, they'll tend to use a lot of excessive colourful words, um, whereas a man would be very straightforward to the point, Uh, a woman would tend to meander around what they're trying to say, um, so I'm trying to think of a good example on that of, um, kind of descriptive words, I, mean, I know I've given a few examples there of the kind of um, extreme words which women would tend not to use. I, I know it is something that I found in the workplace uh, where I've been stealth to people. When I have started using technical words that uh, reveal the fact that yeah, I know how an engine works, I know what goes on in there um men start to become curious it's almost like uh, you know you're infiltrating their little social niche um and it, it you know it can be something that sometimes ignorance avoids you getting noticed and avoids people paying too much close attention um you know um it may go against some of your principles but it is another tool in the you know, in the trans woman's um, speech therapy uh, toolbox. Um, but then also mannerisms. We, we've touched a little on this with the way that um, the voice will tend to go up at the end of a lot of sentences because you're looking for consensus. But also there's the pitch range. Uh, this is drawing on what we, we talked about in part two about developing the pitch And that's the range of pitch that you tend to use within what you're saying. I mean, you can probably notice from my voice that it's going up and down quite a lot. Um, That isn't isn't by accident, that is by design. And it's something that women's voices do tend to be more sing-song. And if you make your voice more monotone, then that tends to become more easily read as a male characteristic. If you listen to a lot of men, um, you know, it's they pick a pitch and they stay there because, damn it, this pitch was good when I started using it, so it's good when I finish. And, you know, it's, it's something that uh, I know we touched on it before. Um, there are points here that trans men would find quite useful in that, you know, apply all our advice the other way. And... Um, You know, you can get away from some of the female mannerisms and characteristics. And it is something that, particularly with trans men, um, they kind of get a bit of a bum deal that, you know, they they put on testosterone, their voice breaks. And it's actually very difficult for a trans man to access speech therapy because a lot of medical professionals go, but your voice is broken, what is the problem? But, your speech patterns are picked up through social interaction over time uh, and through having to present as a gender role tends to rub off, Um, and a lot of trans men do find that even with the pitch, um, the pitch adjusted through the voice breaking, and, you know, with the chest resonance developing over time, they can still get read as female, and a lot of that is down to the mannerisms and the use of language. Um, And perhaps it's a tip that, um, you know, we might consider doing, an exclusive FTM speech tips would probably go down quite well. Um, but, uh, you know, it's that modulation of the voice which can make a huge difference. Um, but w- what are your experiences in this matter?
1: With modulation, uh, it can, the problem is, if you do too much modulation as a guy, you come across as camp, don't you? And that, that is a big... Unless you're aiming for that, unless you're you're a gay man or you want to appear to be a gay man, then avoiding modulation while male may be be a good idea. But another way of regarding word use is, I I just had a, a thought, look at some blogs or websites or books by male and female authors. I've been looking at a couple here and although the word use isn't that different, You can tell instantly which one's a man and which one's a woman. So, Jen says in most cases, uh, I would say in 90% of cases, there is a a difference in word use. Men do use longer words, but in certain cases, so do women. It, It depends on the, it's all down to context, I think. And context is a, a, a big factor in this. Stereotypes are, are all great, but they're never true all of the time. And that's where the context comes in.
0: Uh, very true. Although, finally, I think to round off on this, there's a couple of other small points um, that I want to touch on. Um, things to do with um, your physical posture can have a lot of bearing on your voice. And quite often, um, especially if you're t- a taller uh, trans woman and um, there can be this temptation to slouch to look down sort of try and pretend to be a bit smaller trust me it doesn't work um, you know, I was I was 6'3 for a lot of my life I, I did shrink a bit on on HRT but I, I'm still over six foot um, but what you have to remember is that slouching doesn't work but it also it means you're projecting your voice at the floor in effect um, and that does tend to get you notice. It tends to uh, strangulate the voice a little bit. And you know, nothing works better than being confident. Um, you know, head held up high. You're obviously, not looking at the ceiling, but uh, head held up high. Being being very confident in yourself does show in your voice. And um, I'd actually go as far as to say that having confidence in yourself is one of the more important aspects not just for your voice passing but for um visually for you passing in person um confident people uh tend to just not get read as much because people see you as presenting in that gender role in a manner that you know, your your body language says i am this gender what is the problem you know there's no ambiguity there. There's no hint in your body language um, that, you know, that you feel that you're not quite comfortable with things. Uh, and that can show in the voice. Um, and also, uh, another point to make is uh, it's something that was drummed into me in broadcasting, was smile when you talk. Because it makes your voice sound much, much happier, smirly, and more feminine in a way. Um, you know, people expect women to be sort of chirpy and cheerful and having a smile you can hear the difference in a voice you can probably hear now that i've got a big beaming grin on me and if you know if i go and frown and go all po-faced like a slapped bottom then you can hear that um my voice does change and in some respects yeah i feel it does get somewhat more masculine. Gosh, that's, it's very difficult holding a huge frown and talking, so I'm going to go back to smiling. But I think we've covered um, all the, the major points that I wanted to in that. Um, and there's some good tips and advice in there. Hopefully, you know, some people might find them useful. You know, even if you don't, then you probably had a good laugh listening to us and thinking... God, do they really think that you know they can tell us about uh, about voices? When have you heard the rubbish that's coming out of their mouths, but um, you know, there we go. We've got the microphone and you haven't, so <laughs> no, 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 na. No. <laughs> I think Zoe wants a final word.
1: Well, thank you for listening. This is T Vox Podcasts. It's the last of the ones that we're going to do for the moment on speech. But there will be other topics, um, legal, medical, whatever anyone wants. If there is anything in particular that you'd like f- for us to cover, either leave a message on the podcast's page, on the wiki, or s- yeah, there's a, there's a talk page on on the podcast page, so you can. Uh, it's called discussion, and you can leave a message there or email either Zoe at tvox.org or Jenny at tvox.org. Talk about it on the forum meet us on the chat room and anything like that but that for now i'm going to say goodbye and good luck